Welcome to the Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're back to do the feedback episode uh, for 1006 Bonds. Aaron, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with a question? I feel like we should just blast right into these questions, get us Let's started, bl- and then we can talk blast about Blast right into whatever. the questions. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Guys, do you think I should continue to Can't watch Walking Dead after just seeing four seasons? I think they asked, like, I think the question was um, whether the Fear the Walking Dead should continue past the, the this current season. And unfortunately, I'm not following the Walking Dead. I've heard very mixed reviews about, like, I heard it got good, and then it got bad, and then it got kind of good, and then it got silly again. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't have an opinion. Uh, I am going to definitely see the Walking Dead through, through season 11. Um, if they come out, if they ever do come out with Rick movies i will probably see those um i'm pro i'm uh, depending on how the season 11 goes i'm also interested in like potential daryl and carol spinoff but uh we'll see we'll see because like i haven't even looked at the world of the walk or whatever the 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 new series they've got um yeah yeah i say continue it i say do 11 seasons of every spinoff because why not all right, I mean, the, the real the... answer is they'll continue it until it doesn't have the viewers to continue it, right? <laughs> or yeah, they spun real... it off into three other shows. And that's the real question about how much staying power The Walking Dead has once you finally say goodbye to the original series and cast. And yeah, I think that's why they're hedging their bet with the Carol Daryl spinoff, because like mm-hmm. that's I mean, those are the, the only OG characters left, really. That's correct, isn't it? Like if you go back to season one I characters. So that's them hedging their bets of like, well, if everybody else drops off, there'll still be enough diehards to follow Carol and Daryl. I mean, like I said, that's that's where I draw the line. Like, I don't really. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't I would have to hear that some of the new spinoffs are like literally the best television, like better than the season one of the original of the Frank Darabont run. Like, it's really serious prestige drama because I don't inherently hate dra- the zombie drama series. I, I love what they're doing on Kingdom, the the Korean uh, mm-hmm. medieval zombie take. Um, I've I've enjoyed um, zombie stuff. It's just what was that one? Um, Pontypool. God, Pontypool is a really cool take on zombies. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing that they would have to because I've seen the Z Nation shit. I've seen the Walking Dead come Z Nation shit that we've been getting in the last uh, season or two of this. I, I kind of would. The only thing I haven't seen is like a really prestige, like serious taking this shit, you know, make it a very ultra realistic, very atmosphere and creepy. Like that's that's the one thing I would I could get sucked into, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I was thinking about, you know, potential spinoffs with Daryl and Carol and what that might be or what might lead to that. And it feels like they could be setting them up to get cast out of this community for the yeah. fuck ups. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how far they're going to take the whisper plot this season. But, you know, if it comes to its conclusion, it seems like another season of that lingering wouldn't make a lot of sense, right? That needs to come right. to a head at the same time. The whisperer stuff does. Yeah. But I could see them, you know, having to pay for their actions by being, you know, shown the door. Yeah. They could be real pariahs um, uh-huh. for sure. Get enough Alexandrians and Hilltoppers killed. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody cares about Oceanside. The show doesn't care about Oceanside. <laughs> <laughs> They're just a train. You mean the training facility? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. The source of fish, I guess. <laughs> All right. Let's try this one more time. Hey, I was wondering when you guys would show up here. Welcome. All right. Hey, I was wondering when you guys would show up here. Welcome. Thank hey, you. I feel I feel welcome. Yeah. I feel welcome. Uh, I was an interloper in the space before, but now now we're here, and I'm glad you found us. I know, yeah, I, it's uh, I'm not sure if this is just a general stereo well wisher or an old bald move fan. It's also a stereo fan, but uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. All right, let's uh, see what the next one is. So, Eugene's made first contact. If you guys were in the post-apocalypse opening, uh, the hailing frequencies. What's your uh, protocol? How do you go about making sure things are secure or you're not triangu- triangulated or, uh, you know, you don't have a crazy person showing up at the door? Lies. A uh, lot of lies. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, so the triangulation, you can't do anything about. The only thing yeah. I, I think uh, seriously you could do is just make sure the community say, like, hey, I've got this thing and reach out. 200 miles, 300 miles, 400 miles, 500, whatever. Like, what are we comfortable with? Um, you know, what sh- should have, what should happen if we make contact? Should we like devote, like, should we get like put 24 seven on this? Like every 15 minutes you make a call, you listen for people, you work the dials. Like, are, you know, are we going to take this seriously or what? Because that's the thing. It's like, it's like, I think there's a lot of benefit risk reward here that Eugene's doing. It's just that he like Carol is taking on all the risk unilaterally without discussing it with, uh, with, with people and and I don't know maybe he has and they haven't shown in there uh, but he's definitely not disclosing the fact that he made first contact mm-hmm. the other thing is like yeah like if, if you're not going to try and if you can't do anything about triangulation I mean I guess you could you'd have to like take your hand stuff and move it every day right yeah I, th- I think be, what he does is he loads up his super radio onto an AV cart and he wheels it out to the to the dump to where the trash people were living uh huh and then yeah, if somebody shows up, just say, this is where I live. It's just me. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm the trash ham man. Uh-huh. Uh, but the other thing is, I like, get you just not, you know, it's the same way you, you tell your teenagers on the internet. Like, don't divulge your age, sex, location, real name. At, uh, don't do not do that. Be very vague. You, know, you can talk about where you're from or something like that, but, like, don't don't give any too many, and, and just build up a relationship. And the thing is, is like, I don't know how it's kind of like, um, you know, I used to when I was like, because uh, I was a teenager that was on the Internet before, like people knew about the Internet. My mom and dad certainly had no idea. I was like a 14, 15 year old talking yeah. to like literally anyone online, all the weirdos from the old early days of the Internet. Um, but in my mind, I always knew that, like, well, this is fake. Like, I will never meet these people, you know, um, then later in life, I grow up and I meet people that I've only met on the Internet. But like. I think that's the other thing is like, are you just like, where do you want it to go? If you want it to them to meet up, then there's got to be like anytime you meet anyone over for in, in over the Internet for the first time, it's got to be in a public place. Right. You don't want to meet them at your home because what if things go bad and they're in your home? Mm-hmm. So you'd have to meet like, hey, you're somewhere in Tennessee and I'm somewhere in the Baltimore area. We're going to meet somewhere in eastern Kentucky around Chattanooga or some shit like that. And then at a bit, I, yeah. Or you meet back at the, the train museum in Pennsylvania, uh, uh, 
something like that. And you build kind of trust that way. If, if a serious answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what he's doing here is super risky. I got a feeling, though, that going into season 11, if we're trying to wrap this show up and give mm-hmm. some glimmer of hope at the end of it, that this is going to turn out to be a larger civilization. Um who has these protocols in place, right? Is not giving up right. their information lightly like she's doing. Right, right, right. Uh and and that this is going to lead to something good as opposed to something just another thing, right? Because we've been through this 15 times with 15 different groups of survivors. We don't need another one of those. What we need to do is build toward an ending that can be satisfying. And that seems mm-hmm. like the perfect opportunity. Find another another civilization, build trade routes between something more than just this group of survivors show yeah. us the world coming back together. Yeah, I agree. And we've, the, the show's established a large, well-organized benevolent organization and Georgie and her project to reboot humanity, we think is, you know, we think uh, yeah. is, is on the up and up. Maggie's been spinning. Like it'll be, it's going to be really interesting when Maggie comes back next season to kind of figure out what the fuck has been going on, how much of that's true. We also see that there's yeah. a well-equipped, well-funded, organized, nefarious organization that's rounding up people, working trash uh, people, yeah, that working with the trash people who seems like they're a little bit sinister. Um, so there's both of those possibilities. We know we have both the Vulcans, the the peaceful, logical Vulcans, and we also have the warlike bellicose Klingon. You know, we have both of those empires. It, I guess it'd be more interesting to you're right because because the other thing is like I guess I want to push back a little bit it's like it's not like that we've only met belligerent civilizations Alexandria you know was a benevolent uh, the kingdom was a benevolent uh, yeah. civilization Hilltop was benevolent heading towards some kind of fascist dictatorship of, of incompetent Gregory before <laughs> Gregory was a shit before sure. our, our group deposed him but like you know it's not like they've had zero yeah, success right. finding like minded people but it would be more interesting for the benevolent overlords like that and like more hopeful. It would be more of an optimistic end. Yeah. So. The difference there in my mind being that they now have a civilization that that can act, interact on those kinds of levels. Right. Cause it's always been our plucky band of survivors roaming the woods and stumbling upon a place that they can stay. It's never been like we have this thing that we've built and now we need to connect it up with another group who's built a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm going to find interesting. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, they've done it on the small scale, right? In the local, uh-huh. you know, uh, wherever the hell they are right now, but not quite Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see them take it worldwide. I mean, yeah, that's like these, you have, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of like, uh, the emergence of the state that happened uh, at the at the collapse of the feudal society, like it's just that's all happening in high speed, you yeah. know, like tribes are forming into communities, communities are forming into states, states are forming into na- like that. That would I, and I always think that's neat. Like mm-hmm. I've really liked seeing the development of of a government and a justice system and trade and all that. Like that, I I think that stuff is fascinating. So that would be, um, you know, a way to like build the world that much bigger. I do wonder where Daryl and Carol fit into that. Like if they have this hopeful, optimistic Alexander's about to join a brave new wider world, which that's kind of a loaded term, brave new world. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, does, does that mean that like Carol and Daryl are the misfit Luddites or like the, 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 the heretical excommunicated people, uh, the people that have been banished outside the tribe because they can't get along like that's, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, a possibility, certainly, like I talked about. But I suppose it could also be like, well, they don't need us anymore, right? We're the people who get things done. This society is getting its own thing done. They don't need us. Uh, let's go off yeah. and, and this is spin that, that, off another series. But yeah, that, those type weird. of characters, like, what is that? Is that like yeah. Norma, Norman and Melissa's ride? Like, they're just going from place to place, killing people? It doesn't you know? sound engaging week to week but uh, okay. those, those folks were nothing like the alexandria it's too bad we had to put them all to the sword well maybe we'll have better luck next week wrong it's like an 18 it's like yeah. a eight it's like an at&t or not at it's an a team of nihilism and okay. death mm-hmm. rather of like going around and helping people you're just like you know passing judgment ah this civilization sucks we're killing them all i don't know i don't know how you make a, a spinoff from that i don't know we'll see uh let's see what the next yeah, hey guys who do you think is catfishing Eugene on the radio and is it Dante when he's not working in the doctor's office <laughs> you know he's, he's using a, a soundboard to pitch his voice up a little bit wouldn't uh-huh. it be hilarious if it's Maggie Green <laughs> she's just like <laughs> right. rolling she's got her new friends her and Georgie just rolling rolling uh-huh. well, we got it we got him to give his name in like six hours this is hilarious you had you said you yeah. said it'd be three days before he'd give us his full name and location <laughs> she's gonna come this back is- and hang him I don't know because that's what she yeah. does with <laughs> with fools uh yeah she's gonna have him swinging from the the new kingdom apartments that they're building Kind of swing Apparently. them from the yard arms. Yeah. Uh, that would be the funniest thing if it's Maggie Green and yes. Georgie. Just just, just say this, say this next. <laughs> really lean into his train thing. I didn't know he's in the trains. Oh get, my get God. Get him to talk about his ponytail. Get him. Talk him. Come on. <laughs> you know, the, I, I just, uh, it's uh, in the old days, you know, not many men are brave enough to wear him now, but oh God, a mullet would just get me going so hot and fast and ask, hard. Ask him can't. about his girlfriend. Ask him. <laughs> yeah no that would be that would be pretty funny or the other is like if it's Jadis you know uh-huh. like uh yeah she's like I got these dipshits oh it's Eugene <laughs> yeah I think that's the funniest I would hope that's those were both true they've teamed mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. All right. they know just enough about him to know exactly what to feed him to get him the yeah they're just they're just fucking with him Hell poor guy yeah. poor All guy right. Eugene Jesus Try the next one here. Oh, hey, what's going on, Bobble? I, I'm saying, hey, what's up? Like you know me, but um, I, I used to listen to your uh, your podcast on The Walking Dead, um, uh, with you and the other guy. I forgot his name, but um, yeah, uh, and y'all stopped. Didn't y'all stop because it got boring after a while, or something like that? But uh, I'm glad you're still talking about it. You Plus did you. you- it, it it was yeah like it took a worldwide pandemic of no television before like jesus christ i guess we'll come crawling back to the walking dead ironic but uh yeah and also it's like uh it's always been me and jim but we also occasionally would have on like jason c from the mm-hmm. uh the what the, his his is uh podcastica podcastica but his it's it's the walking dead cast right yeah and then maybe also it's like this uh the other thing we did way back is uh used to have a guy named mad brew but that was on for the game of thrones but I, hell i can barely keep this straight i don't expect uh everybody uh wandered in but it, it's cool it's cool that you've rediscovered us yeah we're, we're starting walking in. we're hoping to get caught up in time for season 11 to start up uh I, honestly i'm happy to be back it's i'm having fun with this i yes. i'm just not taking it seriously I, yeah. I, I don't 
I don't get worked up about it. I don't try and like piece together, you know, why they're doing the things they're doing. It just, you know, just enjoying the ride at this point. And it is better. I will it definitely yeah. I will die on the hill that this is if this show, if this was the quality of the show, if they if they would cared yeah. about the show this this much, it would it would have completely changed the trajectory of The Walking Dead. It would certainly change the trajectory of us covering it. Um, so I'm glad they find they found a showrunner that cares just enough about the continuity and the characters to do them justice and still has a little bit of fun with it. You know, they found mm-hmm. the way they found the way. All right, we got one more here. Let's get to it. So you guys talked about uh, how it seems like you're digging Negan this time around. What is it you think he could pinpoint maybe that makes you like the way he's doing things now versus seasons ago when he was just unbearable? Doesn't bounce as much. <laughs> I, I don't well, know. He, he seems like more of a human being and less of a character. Yeah, like Negan, like many people, was forced to be on this treadmill because there's no reason to stretch out the Savior's conflict for like three seasons, except for that they wanted to. So like, you know, Negan was an unchangeable character and he just had like, you know, the dialogue was the same. Jeffrey Deegan, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance was the same. You know, much has been made about like he just like put the baseball Put the baseball on his his shoulder and lean back and kind of oh Rick, what are we gonna do? You know, it's like it's it's the same shit. And over there was and over a and over lot again. of that, right? They're using him pretty sparingly now. It. Like you'll you'll see him in an episode, but it's not like the main focus of the episode. Or if it is, it's yeah. one of the last ten you've seen. So or it's a different frame. Like you know, Negan, you know, uh, endearing himself to Judith that is a different look. And like I always like this the the relationship that they. I wish they leaned more into the relationship he had with Carl because that was stuff that kind of humanized him and he got out of his shtick a little bit. Like what he did to the young man last episode I thought was really good. Uh, uh-huh. Not the one he beat the brains out of, but the, the whole... I thought that was good scene. too. I thought that was real good actually. Yeah, yeah, beating the brains out of the idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I think seeing him in different... The fact, like we talked about it this episode, like just seeing Negan do his shit to people that I genuinely don't like is a lot more entertaining than seeing him doing it to people that I do like, you know? And, uh, that was the other thing is like, I, I could never get a beat on Negan because he just had this theory that just manifestly wasn't work with the Alexandrian people that I can fe- put, I can cow and fear these people in the submission. And it just made them that much tougher and resilient and stronger and more determined to get the upper hand and, 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 and fuck you. So, um, and that was the other thing. I think the the real deal behind Negan's storyline is he got too big for his shtick to work. Mm-hmm. Like he was effectively running a post apocalyptic cult of personality. And once you try to like franchise that, it stops working nearly as well. You know, like when the cult leader's there to bash your brains out, everyone stays in line. When the cult leader's off at some satellite location, you haven't seen him for a couple weeks. And you're just collecting tribute. That's a lot harder. You got to have a standing, you know, strong standing, uh, standing military. And I, it was just inevitable, I think, for his empire to collapse. And it was just why you got to take over a town in Oregon and just, you know, have all your followers live there with you. Yeah, you got to keep you got to have a compound. Once you Mm -hmm. get beyond the compound that you've 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 lost your grip. So 
And seeing him kind of turn like, you know, because I think that I think that Negan probably came by his bullshit, honestly, you know, like, uh, yeah, well, if 99 percent of the world turns to zombies and are tearing people to bits, like there's not a lot of wrong answers in terms of like how you live your life. You know, there's not going to be a sure. cosmic referee. It's like, well, you stole the can of beans from a hobo there. Sure, you lived another day, but at what cost? At what cost? You know, there's there's not that scoreboard now that yeah, there there sure. is that being established. He's like, ah, oh, shit. And and I think is genuinely repentant. Like, God, what if I'd done things this way? What if I'd done things that way? But I'm sure we're going to see his tragic backstory. And I don't know, sympathize with him a little bit. But yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. I mean, like I said, all that serves to make him more of a human and less of a character. Uh, and I like watching what feels like real people on screen, even if they have quirks, uh, which Negan certainly still has many quirks. Yeah. He, it's just not all he is. He's more than that now. And same with you know, Eugene would have gotten old if all he was was the dude that talked funny yeah. and wet his pants whenever there's a zombie around, right? Uh-huh. But he, even Eugene, has grown <laughs> to be a lot more than that. Father True. Gabriel used to be fucking insufferable until they started adding some texture to him and, and giving him a couple of, you know, not just flaws, but also um, admirable qualities, you know, to balance that stuff out. So, like, Negan's the same way when he's just doing the same shit over and over and over again. No end in sight. Very boring when he's doing stuff. It's unpredictable and he's doing, you know, what you're getting with Negan. But now it's 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 turned loose in the enemy camp. That stuff is kind of fun to watch so yeah. it, but that would get old too like if he imagine if he spent the next two and a half years just kind of like trying to fit in his whole arc was you know debate is not going to believe him and alpha sees his potential and he's just got to try imagine if you went through like 26 episodes of that arc you would be pulling <laughs> your hair out and screaming at that too but yeah For a couple sure. episodes sure why not all right uh one one final let's one call here. this the last let's call this the last one yep. yeah uh because it might be a response to this we'll see Hey, so, you know, I, I remember there was another uh, Bald Move fan who recut, uh, I think it was season two or something. I mean, I could imagine like a uh, Kang cut, right, of uh, uh, the earlier seasons, maybe like the Gimple era, right, and have Angela Kang go back and recut some things because you could easily, uh, you know, make shit that didn't make sense, make sense. The Glenn going over to the dumpster. Just take the scene from the next episode when he is seen sliding under and make that be where the scene ends and it all makes sense. I mean, many things like that that are just stupid mistakes can be recut, you know? For Which sure. Is, I'd be t- I would be tempted to just have him cut it together where he just beats out, uh, uh, Abraham and Glenn to death in the same night and you just condense yeah. a whole season there. You Glenn comes the out from shit. under the dumpster and immediately gets bashed with the, the bat. <laughs> no, you just cut all that shit out with the, the shit bags. Wasn't that the son of uh, Reggie and uh, the the president of Alexandria? I like don't one of their ne'er do wells. Like, I think that and you're talking about liver dad's fan edit um, yeah. of the, the the walking dead. I think you look at how much money Warner brothers has plowed into this fucking uh, Snyder cut. Right. Mm-hmm. And there is this interesting tantal and everyone, you know, you, some people have said it's this, some people, but almost everyone says it's a, it's a much better thing than they originally produced, which they also spent a hundred million dollars to reshoot and fuck up apparently. Um, 
I think there could be an argument for like the Walking Dead rekindling some of their glory by having like a deluxe box set of like, I don't know what you would call it because it would take a lot of corporate humility. And I don't know what you would do with like the producers guild and directors guild and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, like just too, but like, I think it would, I would definitely be interested in seeing something like that. Like a slim down, just the, just the story. Um, the, the non fat and fluff parts of the walking dead. Uh, because there is always been a, uh, a very well acted and good looking show with compelling characters buried under all of the weight of bad writing and stuff dumb studio decisions and budget cuts. There's always been that there. Yeah. It'll never happen though. Um, You mentioned the corporate humility it would take, and that's certainly true. And a lot of it, and maybe AMC has that, but the other problem here is that Gimple made a Gimple show ran 60% of, of the last 10 seasons of the walking dead and yeah. he still show runs Walking Dead shows. He's the overall uh, property creative oh, force yeah, yeah. behind uh-huh. the Walking Dead properties. There is no way that he would take the slap in the face that it would be to have somebody go in and recut his terrible shit to make it good. He won't do it. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it, it's it's still a great idea for a fan project. Oh, know? yeah. Like if it find... would be great. I would like to see it. It just it'll never officially happen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's too bad. It's too bad because, yeah, because that's the thing. It's like there's so many people you'd have to get to sign off on like, hey, we're going to fuck with your creative vision. Right. And it's a lot of the same people that are going to want you to do that are the same ones that probably because I, I think that Scott could probably make it make a case of like, look, you know, I tried and people. He some doesn't are like everything I've seen. I, I made, this guy made, does not say he has that in I, within right. him. Right. Like I made I made AMC a lot of money. I did the best I could with the restrictions they gave to me. Angela's done it better. Great. Whatever. But like, yeah, fuck. Like I could see him saying stuff like that and be like, no, fuck you for saying it's all my fault or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen a few episodes of Talking Dead with Gimple on it, and he does not seem like the guy who. is willing no, to admit even, a mistake or yeah and i even remember like i'm not gonna uh, i re- even remember uh you know when he kind of took over on the walking dead like the way the because we never were a big insider podcast we didn't give a fuck about talking to actors or writers or whatever every once in a while no. we did uh when it fell into our lap but we never sought that out but a lot of shows did and you, they got pretty frosty if you said anything critical about the show and i'm talking about like core of the suck season six through eight like saying like yeah. oh you know maybe they could have done maybe the i can understand like just saying stuff like i could understand why the fans are upset with the glenn dumpster fire situation could get you blackballed and like <laughs> and that, this I, is and why I, and I heard that was cast. all and i heard that was all gimple you know yeah this is not my direct knowledge but i i heard i heard stories and i know what the, the what it felt like for the winds of change to blow through the community and, you know, the the Gimple's the obvious kind of target for that stuff. So, yeah, fuck him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And we can say that because we don't seek out interviews. We don't yeah, make it. Our, yeah. Oh, we don't, oh AMC our is not going to rely pro- on there. They're not going to participate in the, the making of our podcast, Jim. What <laughs> the fuck will who? we do? Oh, my God. <laughs> we won't get interviews with uh, Andrew uh, ja- uh, goddamn Lincoln anymore. Holy shit. What will we do without that? So, yeah. yeah. 
and I'm happy to be in that place because I can just say what I what I really think about this show. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's gotten better under Angela Kang. It was kind of shit under Scott Gimple. I don't know how his other show is turning out, but I doubt yeah. it's great. I doubt it's yeah, great. I've heard anecdotal evidence that like Fear the Walking Dead was t- shaping up to be a, a pretty decent show. And then he took it over and it went. <laughs> so maybe he's just not good. Maybe he's only good writing an episode here or there. He can't show around the show. Who knows? But uh, I couldn't. I don't think I was like, yeah, I'm, I, I certainly probably could not do a better job show running. But uh, no, it's hard. But also, <laughs> yeah, there are people who do it well and he's not one of them. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for a feedback edition. Again, uh, if you'd like to send us long form feedback, do so at watching dead at baldmove.com. In a couple of weeks, I think right after episode eight of this season, we're going to get around to kind of having the feedback roundup. Uh, we're getting, you know, we're, we're we'll be very that'll be at the halfway point of the season. We'll have eight weeks to go. Uh, it looks like we're going to catch up in time at the for the earliest. I haven't heard a concrete date yet for the Walking Dead return, but we should be ready for it to return unless they're going to do something crazy like overlap half of the current season of fear with half of the season. The Walking Dead, we should be able to catch up in time. So we'll see how it goes. Thanks for participating in the feedback. Appreciate everybody brave enough to leave us some uh, uh, live feedback on Stereo.com slash BaldMove. If you want to get on on that, we do this podcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. We simultaneously stream it to Stereo.com slash BaldMove and Twitch.tv slash BaldMove. And if you want to give the live feedback, it's the Stereo platform. It's a free app. Uh, You can just leave leave us live feedback. Uh, But we'll do this again next week and uh, for for season uh, 10, episode 7. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you later. Bye.